everybody, welcome back. Thanks for joining me for the Patreon Extra episode for September 2017. Man, I cannot believe that it is September already. Actually, at this point, uh, it is going to be October tomorrow. Today is September 30th. Um, it's the last day of the month. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm late with getting everything out this month, so I apologize for that. But uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone for your continued support on Patreon, you know, the, uh, it, it's certainly, you, you know, you, you may not really, uh, realize it, but, uh, you know, you really help out with uh, a lot of the behind the scenes expenses of, uh, of keeping a podcast running. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, uh, for everything you all do for the show. So this month I thought I would talk about, uh, an interesting topic that I occasionally get questions about, um, and that's you know photographing your work or, or taking pictures for whether it's magazines or uh, or the blog. Um, you know I, I'm not the greatest photographer in the world, but I suppose my pictures are are good enough for my website and and good enough that I occasionally get questions about how I uh, how I what my setup is, how I take pictures how I shoot video when I, when I do get back to that, um, you know, and, uh, and how, what do I do to be able to, uh, to get some of the pictures and, and that I get. And, uh, so I thought I could, uh, spend a few minutes and talk about, you know, how I, I get some of the shots that I get and, uh, you know, what, what is it that you need to get decent pictures for whether it's a blog or, or, you know, just taking maybe some, some shots of your projects when you, uh, when you finish up a project and you want to take some nice pictures for a portfolio, you know, um, it, it, a lot is put into photography. And uh, if you've ever read photography blogs or gone on to any of the photography message boards, you could really get caught up in it and lost in it. Um, I am, I am, consider myself an extreme novice when it comes to photography. You know, I know some of the terms and some of the lingo. Um, I know just enough to be dangerous. So I, I try not to give advice in terms of uh, equipment and things like that, uh, because I just don't know enough about it. But, um, but I managed to get some, some decent pictures from time to time. So, um, you know, I know enough to get by, let's just put it that way. Um, but you could really get lost in it. Um, it, it can turn into a very complicated subject if you allow it to, but if you keep it simple and just focus on what you need for what you're going to do, I, th I think you'll, uh, you'll find that, that you really don't have to complicate the subject. Um, so, you know, I like to say that the, the most important thing in, uh, taking good pictures is light, 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 light. Um, you know, most interior spaces are much too poorly lit for good photographs. And if they are, um, if they are well lit enough, oftentimes they're lit with bulbs that are just the wrong color for good photographs. And what you'll find is, um, you know, maybe you are in a space where you've got fluorescent lighting and that fluorescent lighting tends to turn things blue. Uh, it gives everything that this bluish greenish um, tint when you take pictures or, you know, if you're inside uh, interior lighting tends to be a little bit of a softer white. They like to call it. Um, I don't call it soft white. I call it yellow because that's really what it is. 
Um, and it, it makes, it gives things this orange yellow, um, tint to your pictures. Um, you know, what I focus on, I, I do have a light set that I use for taking pictures at my bench and taking pictures of pieces that I finished. Um, and I, I do have a light set and the most important thing that I found is, is to have enough light. Most of the time, um, you just don't have enough light and pictures come out dark or you're throwing shadows where you really don't want those shadows. Um, and it's usually because there's just not enough light flooding the, the subject. Um, so it's important to make sure that you have enough light, but it's also important to make sure that your, the color temperature of your light bulbs match. So what do I mean by, by color temperature? Well, if you look at most light bulbs, they will have a number on them with a K after it. That K stands for Kelvins and it's, it's essentially a temperature unit. Um, but it doesn't have anything to do with how hot the bulb actually gets. It's, it's referring to the color temperature. The higher that number, the closer you're getting to a full spectrum daylight type of temperature. So to give you an example, when you, when we talk about soft white interior light bulbs, something that you might put in a living room, um, or maybe in a, in a dining room, those soft white light bulbs typically have a color temperature of about 2,700 kelvins. And that's going to give you that, that yellowish glowing kind of light really not all that great for taking pictures at the workbench or taking pictures of, um, of your, your work when you're done. The next, uh, color that you might see in, uh, described might be bright white or cool white, sometimes called, uh, you'll often find fluorescent bulbs, um, fluorescent tubes that they'll say they're, they're cool white. That's usually somewhere around 3,500 to 4,000 kelvins, somewhere around there. Those are the light bulbs that make things look kind of blue. Uh, again, usually not the kind of light that you, that you want for pictures because it kind of washes everything out and gives it sort of a gray look or a bluish look. Um, again, usually doesn't look that great. What I like to use are bulbs that are in the daylight spectrum. So that typically means that they're right around 6,500 kelvins or so. Um, and I believe the, the bulbs that are in my photo light kit are 6,500 watt or 6,500 kelvins, I believe. And what I've done is actually swapped out the bulbs, the fluorescent tubes that are in the fluorescent fixtures in my shop. And I've gotten daylight um, tubes for those fluorescent fixtures as well. So they're at 6,500 kelvins. So essentially what I'm trying to do is make sure that all the lights in my shop are at the same color temperature. And that's going to make sure my camera doesn't have problems adjusting um, for different light colors when I'm taking pictures and, and when I'm moving around the shop. And so that I don't have uh, weird spots where it, it, I might have like a yellow glow in, in one spot from a different color temperature, uh, different color temperature bulb. But making sure you have good light, enough light and a good temperature, something in the daylight spectrum around 6,500 kelvins is, is going to help out with your pictures uh, quite a bit. Um, the second thing is, and, and I'm not going to talk about cameras yet because uh, I don't think cameras are as important as lighting and this next piece of equipment, which is a tripod. Um, it is extremely important 
that you can stabilize your camera for any pictures you're going to take. And this isn't just for pictures that you're going to take with you in them. If you're taking, you know, progress pictures for a magazine article or, or a blog or something, you know, you want your hands to be in the picture or something. Yeah, you need a tripod. But if you're taking pictures of finished products or whatever, um, you want that camera to be dead still so that you get the best possible focus and no shake in the in the uh, in the image. You want a good sharp image, and to do that, you really need to have that camera mounted on a tripod. It's probably the next most important thing after good lighting. In terms of the camera itself, you can use a wide variety of cameras. Um, if all you have is a cell phone and that's all you can afford to use, if you have a a, a, a phone with a really good camera. You know, use it if that's what you got. Most cell phone cameras probably are not going to take the greatest pictures. Some of the newer cell phones do have some pretty good cameras in them. Um, I know that the new iPhone has uh, a, a really good camera in it, but none of those phone cameras are ever going to hold a candle to most of the you know DSLR type cameras uh, on the market. So the next step up obviously would be a point and shoot type camera. Um, again, if that's what you have uh, and that's what you can afford, use it. It will work as long as you get the lighting right, get it on a tripod, and you'll still you'll still be able to get some pretty good pictures with it, especially if you compose them right, you know, they'll look good. Um, if you can swing it, a DSLR is definitely the way to go um, because there are so many more options. It's not just about the different lenses that you can put on the camera, but it's because there's so many different options in terms of turning the flash off, um, you know, turning it on full manual so that you can adjust all the different settings from the depth of field um, to the shutter speed. And you can get the picture to look exactly the way that you want it to by changing all those settings. And, you know, when you're looking at a point and shoot camera, you just don't have the ability to change those settings. Um, so even if you can get an entry level DSLR, they're not that expensive that will do the job that you need to take really good um, blog photos, progress photos, uh, magazine photos, or, or final final project photos. Um, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money on a camera. I guess is what I'm getting at. My, my camera setup is a basic DSLR with a three lens kit. Um, there are only two lenses that I use most of the time because the other is a is a long range telephoto that I just don't have a use for in the shop most of the time. Um, but I do use, I do have a, um, a portrait lens that I use that is not a telephoto lens. It's a, it's a fixed, fixed focal length, um, lens, but it does take great, um, shallow depth of field shots because it is meant to be a portrait lens. So, um, it does take great shallow depth of field shots, you know, whether it's at the bench or for a product photo uh, or, or a final project photo. Uh, and when I say shallow depth of field, I mean, you know, they're the pictures that you see with the blurry background where, you know, just the thing that you want to take the picture of is in real sharp focus and the background is kind of blurry. That's, you know, that's a shallow depth of field uh, is what that's referred to. And that's, that seems to be all the rage today. So, um, if, you know, you can do that with a fairly inexpensive lens and, uh, and you know, a, a pretty simple settings on the camera. Um, to take pictures like that. Uh, and as long as you've got good lighting, 
you can uh, you should be able to get some pretty good shots. The other thing I try to avoid is direct overhead lighting uh, because a lot of times that tends to um, throw weird shadows. Um, if you go online and just search up three-point lighting, you're going to find lots of articles on how to light um, whatever it is that you're trying to take a picture of, whether it's for a video or a still shot. Three-point lighting uh, is pretty much the standard. Um, and in terms of lighting, I, I don't use flashes, um, and most professionals, unless it's an off-camera flash, are not going to use flash either. I use lights that are just on all the time. I turn the flash on my camera off, and I adjust everything so that I get a decent picture with no flash and the tripod. Um, and then the other piece of equipment that I use quite frequently is a, a remote. Uh, my remote is a, it's a wireless remote that works on a sensor with the camera. And that allows me to trip the shutter remotely so that I don't have to push the button right on the camera. That lets me get my hands in the picture. It lets me get you know me in the picture if I want. Uh, if I have it in video mode, it lets me start and stop the video uh, without having to go walk over to the camera. Um, you know, so the remote is a great thing to have if you're going to take pictures, you know, having you in the picture. If you don't have the remote, what I've done before is to get the picture focused, get the get things focused where you want. And using manual focus is great for this, you know, if you to try not to use the autofocus if you don't have to. Um, use the manual focus on the lens, get it focused to right where you want it. You can tr use the, uh, the self timer feature on the camera, set it for a 10 second timer, go over, press the shutter button on the camera, walk back over to your spot, get set up for the picture. Um, and then, you know, you can, if you don't have a remote, that's a great way that you can get yourself in the picture if, uh, if you need to for a magazine article or something like that. So, but yeah, the, you know, so that's that's really the the basics is make sure you have enough light and that's really to me I think that's the most important thing. I found that my photos and my videos got much better when I focused more on the lighting. Lighting is extremely important. Um the camera was not so much important. My first few articles that I ever wrote for Popular Woodworking were done with a point and shoot camera. Um and I bought the DSLR at a later date. But um you know those first few articles, the, the pictures came out just fine with the point and shoot because I really focused more on the light and, and getting the light right. Um, and the tripod, you know, those are really the, the two most important things I would say is getting the light right and get yourself a tripod, even if it's a cheap tripod so that you can get that camera steady. Um, and you don't have to worry in, uh, about, you know, getting good focus and getting the image nice and sharp. If you keep that camera steady on a tripod, you'll get nice sharp images, nice bright images if you've got lots of light. Um, and then, you know, you can always edit them down uh, after after taking them. That's the beauty of today's uh, digital photography is that you can stick them on a computer and edit those pictures down. So thanks again, everyone, for being patrons. We'll see you next month.